With us today is former Pennsylvania governor and former Democratic National Committee chair, Governor Ed Rendell. Thanks for being with us. My pleasure. Um, so I mentioned that we talk a lot in, in our newsroom about Ohio being a swing state, but it does seem more than ever that Pennsylvania is emerging as one of the most important in terms of deciding the next election. In Ohio, Trump won by eight points in 2016, but it was about a single point the last time around. And Joe Biden has an advantage that's been anywhere from double digits to a point or two, depending upon the poll, depending upon the day. So I want to start by getting your take on what you think the state of play is in the Keystone State right now. Well, there were three polls this week, four, eight, and 10. But my guess is that Joe Biden's at about six, six and a half points. But as I said in 16, and unfortunately, I turned out to be right, I said that Donald Trump on election day, does two and a, two two and a half points better than he does in the polls, because a lot of people don't want to admit to a stranger that they're voting for Donald Trump. It's a phenomenon that in Philadelphia we call the Rizzo phenomenon. We had a mayor by the name of Rizzo, and people lied to pollsters about him as well. So my guess is Joe's lead is about four points. Uh, it's a comfortable lead in Pennsylvania. That's a pretty big victory because it's a truly swing state, but. With 55, 56 days to go, four-point lead is nothing you can count on. Absolutely. Now, many of the voters in Pennsylvania and other states who crossed over and backed Donald Trump in 2016 said they did so largely on his message on trade. They are, you know, he, he argued that the United States has been taken advantage of by international players such as China. Now, many of those voters are traditional blue-collar Democrats, and quite frankly, they likely also voted for you not so long ago. So you know these people. Um, what would your case to them be for returning to the Democratic Party? And do you think Joe Biden is making it? Well, my last election was re-election for governor in 2006, and won by 20 points. So yeah, look, um, I think voters in Pennsylvania were frustrated. Trade was one of the issues that created them. Donald Trump played that issue very well. Most of the manufacturing in Pennsylvania hasn't been lost to trade, it's been lost to technology. Uh, but nonetheless, nonetheless, Donald Trump did a very effective job on that issue. He was an unknown quantity, and people were frustrated, and so they said, what the heck, let's take a chance. This guy's a businessman, he's promising a huge infrastructure program, that'll be good for us because we're a big construction state, road building state, we have hydro, etc. cetera, uh, be good, that infrastructure program good for us. Now he's a known quantity. It's four years later. He hasn't even put one infrastructure bill before the Congress, not one. So he basically didn't come through. On, I love the fact that he says promises kept. He hasn't kept any of his promises to working people. Do you remember when he went around Pennsylvania and other states and said, my tax cut is not going to benefit the rich. People like me won't save a dime from the tax cut. Well, the day he signed the tax cut, he goes down to Mar-a-Lago. Big announcement in the dining room. I just made all you people a whole lot richer. Because the tax cut was slanted to the top 1%, not most of the tax cut, and corporations, some of which don't even pay any taxes, got a huge tax cut. So he's lied to working people. Joe Biden is a working person. His father was. He, he was when he was younger. Uh, he was born in Scranton, PA. So Joe has appealed to those crossover Democrats. The question is, is the Trump campaign, which is based on two things, trying to scare people about law and order and trying to say that Joe Biden is a socialist. 
The latter won't work. The American people know Joe Biden pretty well, and they know he's a moderate. But the question of law and order, it's had a little bit of traction. But I think it's odd that we have a president of the United States who's the sitting president. There's chaos in the streets. He says, we're not safe. Well, Mr. Trump, who's been president for the last three and a half years? And why hasn't President Trump kept us safe? He's running against himself. Now, uh, a couple points I wanted to mention uh, there um, that I, to ask you about. You mentioned the, the tax cuts. Now, I think that uh, the Trump administration and probably some of these crossover voters that we're talking about, they would point to some companies who have certainly struggled under the Trump administration, like NLMK and Farrell. But there were companies like Wheatland Tube whose workers did get a bonus right after that tax cut. So they would argue that the workers did benefit. So what's, what's Joe Biden's message to them? First of all, not all workers got a bonus, and almost no one got a raise. And if you're a worker, bonus is a good way of avoiding giving you a raise, because a bonus is only one year. Next year, you're back to the same low salary. How many companies gave their workers raises that went into the base so that each year they get more money than they were making? Almost none. Who got most of the money? Even Fox News has analyzed it. Corporations and executives and the top 1%, but 90% of the tax cut. And the other thing that you mentioned was, was the case, the law and order case that the Trump administration is making, and that's clearly a play for the suburbs. Now, this latest poll, at least, and, and some others, um, show him losing ground in the suburbs of Pennsylvania. Um, what do you think the message that those voters are looking for is? Well, first of all, we're giving one message. Mr. President, we're smarter than you think we are. We know who's been president the last four years, and we know that there's chaos in the streets, and we know that your policies have contributed in some way to that, and, and your rhetoric has contributed to that. So you're, it's almost a, like the criminal who commits a crime and says, I know how to stop all robberies. You just committed a robbery. Donald Trump, has, his leadership has caused this current situation, or at least contributed to it. It's contributed to it. And now he says he's the only one who can stop it. Joe Biden can't stop it. Well, if he could have stopped it, if he could have kept us safe in the first place, why hasn't he done so now? Why hasn't he done so now? Remember when about three months ago he said, we're going to develop a plan to deal with the, with the coronavirus? He said, we're going to come up with a good plan. They haven't come up with anything in, in the next last three months because he has no plan. And the same thing's true for law and order. Don't be deceived, folks, if you're listening to me. Crime and law and order are the function of your state government and your local government. There's very little the federal government can do in law and order. I was a district attorney for eight years. I was an assistant DA for six years. In my 14 years, we never had the federal government make one arrest any street crime. Not one arrest. So the last thing I want to touch base with you on is um, the other hat that you've worn in the past, which was chair of the Democratic National Committee. And, uh, and you did so presiding over the last time that we had a long, drawn-out election cycle in Bush v. Gore. Now, there's talk about how close this election can be and with mail-in votes that we may not know who the winner is on election night. And there is talk on both sides about not conceding kind of no matter what. So 
I'd like your take is is a little unique here because you've you've worked through an election that was not easily decided. If it's extremely close, what do you think we're likely to see happen and and what are the ways it could play out? Well, first of all, I think it's the responsibility of the media and all elected officials to alert the public with the increase in mail in voting that's been prompted by the coronavirus, but just changes that states have made. We're not going to have the final results by midnight on election night. Even in Pennsylvania, a state that closes the polls at 8 o'clock Eastern time, there'll be so many mail-in ballots that we won't know the result. The person who's leading in the vote that was cast in person is not necessarily the person who's going to win. You count the mail votes, it may take one, two, three, four, five days, maybe even a little longer. So we should let people know that. We should also let people know that Democrats in the primaries cast three times as many mail-in votes as Republicans. Republicans were more likely to go and vote in person. So that if, let's say in Pennsylvania, Donald Trump's ahead by a point and a half at 12 o'clock on election night, that doesn't mean he's going to win. We have to count the mail ballots. And if he loses, it's because more Democrats voted by mail than Republicans. It's not because of any fraud. I trust election officials. I trust Republican election officials. I trust Democratic election officials. Your Secretary of State in Ohio has been a very strong voice for saying, Secretaries of State are going to get this right. We're not going to fix it for our party. We're going to get it right. That's our sworn obligation. I trust them. So people, hang on. If your candidate is not ahead on election night, if it's close, your candidate may later win the state. And you'd be Democrats and Republicans be aware that more Democrats cast their vote by mail than Republicans. So if the Democrats lose on election night but win by mail, that's just a result of more Democrats voting by mail. Well, Governor, is there anything else you'd like to add? No, you covered it. But I would like to add one thing. I do have faith in our election process. I have faith in Republicans that they'll do it fairly and Democrats that they'll do it fairly. And whoever wins should be the president of the United States. No ifs, ands, and buts. If your candidate loses, it broke my heart when Hillary Clinton lost, because I know Hillary and I think she would have been a great president. But I said the same, the same day Hillary said, Donald Trump's now our president-elect. He deserves a chance. I think he's blown his chance, but other people disagree with me. Whatever the results are, if we're going to keep the American democracy up and running, if we're going to keep it vital, we have to trust the process. Well, Governor, thank you very much for your time. My pleasure.